It is Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to join us, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And I got kind of bored today. I, I wasn't really bored. I had plenty to do, but I decided to actually do some real show prep today instead of just looking through stuff in the news to see what was interesting. So I ended up going through all of the LSRs in the state of New Hampshire. Now, for those who don't know, this is a legislative service request. It's a bill that has been put forward and is going to get a bill number soon. And there's a long list of these. I don't know exactly how many, but at least a few hundred. Wow. Yes, quite a few of them. Not all of them have text of the bill actually available. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Like the constitutional amendment that we've been working on for independence doesn't have the actual text available there. But some of them are really disturbing. Some of them are also deeply encouraging. So let's get into some of these now. They they all are prefaced by 2022, so because that's the year they're going to be voted on and read and all of that. So I'm going to skip over that. But 2007 is going to prohibit state agencies from using facial recognition technology. Hmm, I like that one. I do too. So far, so good. Yeah. The biggest surprise here for me is that I didn't recognize any of the names who were on this legislation and. Going through this list of LSRs, which stands for, I think, Legislative Service Request, it, it really made me aware of how many state reps in New Hampshire I actually know. Like, I had a question on a few of these bills, and I just opened up Facebook and was like, hey, I recognize that name. And sure enough, shot them a message like, what's going on here? And a lot of them got back to me. Some of them didn't. Who cares? 2013 would establish criminal penalties for harming or threatening to harm An essential worker. Now, this is a Democrat bill, but I'm confused because isn't harming someone or threatening to harm someone already criminal? Yeah. Are they just trying to make it more criminal? And who is an essential worker? Because a lot of people are essential workers. Like that would be like grocery store workers. Like, are they just talking about like EMTs and police officers and nurses here? Are they talking about pretty much everybody? They're using the executive order, I think it was executive order 17 that Sununu made to define what an essential worker is. So, yes, it's all of the restaurant employees, the gas station employees, the grocery stores, the healthcare workers. But there are a few Democratic bills in here because this is definitely a Democratic bill. I mean, it tells you which rep sponsored it. These were all Democrats. There are a few in here that were just, we're going to take this thing that's already criminal and make a new law so that it's double criminal. It's very peculiar. I don't don't know why they would bother. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense, and it kind of seems like a waste of time. Democrats do love their committees, though. Probably 20% of all of the bills that were proposed by Democrats involved forming one committee or another to research some incomprehensible incomprehensibly niche topic like, we need to study the effects of underwater swamp draining and log recovery. I mention that because there actually is a log recovery bill coming up. 2020, 2017 would require a background check prior to any commercial firearm sale. Oh, no, I don't like that. No. Uh, and here in New Hampshire, all you need in order to go to a gun store and buy a gun is proof of New Hampshire residency. As that, it should be. Yes, that's generally just a New Hampshire ID. 
and that they don't run that through a database or anything. They just need to make sure that the person they're selling the gun to is a New Hampshire resident. I think you also can't be a felon, right? Yes. But, but that's, that's like a, a federal thing. I think it is. Yeah. Even the Democrats won't touch this bill. The only name attached to this bill was one person, the one who drafted the bill and put it forth. So yeah, that's going nowhere. It, even if it did, I mean, the, the Senate is going to shoot this down. The Senate is going to veto it. So that's not going to happen, thankfully. 2028 would require an audit of the state police. The text for this one actually is available online. But what surprised me about this is that it was actually brought forward by Republicans, not Democrats. And they don't just want to audit how they're spending money. They want to audit how they're spending their time as well and what sort of people they're prosecuting and what they're doing as, Hmm. you know, state police. I wonder if they're like Republican Republicans or if they're like more libertarian type Republicans running, you know, libertarians running as a Republican. It's difficult to tell because there's like 40 something liberty liberty reps in the state house. And I don't know all of them. I know a fair number of them, but not all of them. 2038, sorry, I skipped one, 2037, turns representative pay into pennies. (laughs) Now, for those who don't know, they already make like $3 for driving to Concord or something like that and $250 a year. Yeah, it's way too much. Yeah. So this bill would change that to two cents a year and three cents versus $3. So they just chopped off a bunch of zeros and... I love it because someone actually took the time to run for the state house and make this their issue. Yeah. (laughs) And they're taking what is already just inconsequentially low amounts of money and reducing it to the point where you might as well not even pay these people. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, they're like they're operating at a loss, basically, because of all like the gas money and stuff it takes just to do the. To be in these positions, I mean... I think they're operating at a loss anyway, because... Yeah, I mean, $250, that's nothing. And I'm not sure exactly what that $250 is. I thought their salary was $100 a year, but the text of this was available online, but I had way too much to do to actually go through and carefully read all of these bills when, really, that's just funny, and I like it, but I don't really care about the details of why they're doing it versus what it is now. 2038 would repeal the prohibition on entering or remaining on a public way or sidewalk adjacent to a reproductive health care facility. So at the moment, it's illegal to protest at Planned Parenthood, essentially. Oh, so that's what that's about. They want to make it legal to protest Planned Parenthood? Yes. There are a ton of bills put forward dealing with an abortion there are as many dealing with abortion as there are dealing with cannabis well i don't know if you've seen this but i keep getting the ads on youtube and i actually think i saw one on like a local new hampshire news station as a commercial about the sununu abortion ban and how it's going to be like the worst abortion ban in the history of new hampshire so i've been hearing all about that on youtube and even on the tv so I don't know what the current status is of abortion laws in New Hampshire, but there are bills put forward that are going to change it one way or the other if any of them pass. Some of them want to repeal existing law. Some of them want to make it harder for people to get abortions. Some of them want to make it easier. 2046 would repeal the law relative to certain discrimination in public workplaces and education. But the bill wasn't available, so I don't know what type of discrimination it wants to allow. 
I imagine it's going to be dealing with vaccine mandates and discriminated, discrimination against the unvaccinated. But there are already several bills in, within the list of LSRs that deal with exactly that topic. So it's difficult to say. 2056 would reduce the rate of the mills and room tax, which is the only actual sales tax in New Hampshire. And it got reduced last year from 9% to 8.5%. So they want to reduce it again. And this time they want to increase the revenue sharing with municipalities in order to reduce property taxes. Of course, that's not the way it works. If the state just starts giving like the city of Keene money, the city of Keene isn't going to lower its property taxes. It's just going to suddenly have more money. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to find a way to spend it. 2061 is a constitutional amendment relating to reproductive medical decisions, providing that the state shall not infringe or unduly inconvenience the right of reproductive medical decisions. Like I said, a lot of these deal with abortion, and this is one of these. This is an amendment that I'm generally okay with, except that it doesn't go far enough. It should say that the state shall not infringe or unduly inconvenience the right of medical decisions. Just yeah, period. All medical Yeah. But of course, they didn't do that, probably because that would make it more difficult to pass. 2065 was a curious one, and I had to, I had to message one of the reps who sponsored it to find out exactly what they were talking about. Reducing the penalty for sex work within one's own home. Hmm. The penalty, the new penalty would be $10 for a first offense and $50 for a second offense. It didn't say anything about a third offense or anything like that, but it's just curious. There's lots of these coming up. Some of them really disturbing. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And we are currently suspended from YouTube. Again, I think it was for medical misinformation, but I don't really remember the specifics at this point. And it doesn't really matter to me. We're suspended, I think, for two weeks, and the strike will come off sometime in March or some. I don't know, and I don't really care, because you should be watching us on our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com, where we don't have to put up with this nonsense, where our our viewers don't know if we're going to be there from day to day. Because there's, as someone pointed out on the backup YouTube channel that we're streaming to, there's no way for us to notify subscribers on YouTube that we've been suspended because we've been suspended and can't make a video or do a one of their stupid social media posts about how we've been suspended, so... Just get away from it. Just stop watching us there, and we can all forget that the YouTube thing ever happened. Video.freetalklive.com. That's where you can find us, and you don't have to worry about whether or not we're actually going to be streaming on a day-to-day basis, because we'll always be streaming there. Now, we're talking about New Hampshire legislative service requests that have been put in. Now, these are bills that various representatives, there's like 400 and something state representatives, have put forward. And a lot of them are redundant. A lot of them deal with cannabis. A lot of them deal with abortion. And a lot of them deal with COVID-19. Those are the primary things that all of these deals bills deal with. So the most recent one was 2065, which reduces the penalty of getting caught as a sex worker to $10 for a first offense and $50 for a second offense. And when the state rep who sponsored this got back to me, there was also something in there about having Safe sex, further reducing the fines. I, I don't know. I just wanted 
a general idea of what they were reducing the penalty to. So, I mean, it's a bill, so it's got some complexities to it. Another CACR, which is a constitutional amendment, would provide that the attorney general be elected by a majority vote of the members of the Senate and the House of Representatives rather than being appointed by the governor, which is, I think, it doesn't say rather than be appointed by the governor, but I think that's how it happens right now. I'm not entirely sure. 2083 basically gives medical professionals the right to deny abortion services. Strangely, it limits this to just abortions instead of giving medical professionals the right to deny any services. Now, what I was really hoping for as I look through all of these was I was hoping to find some sort of obvious hypocrisy of, of someone putting forward a bill saying doctors should be able to deny abortion services, but also sponsoring a bill saying doctors shouldn't be able to deny care to the unvaccinated because doctors can either make those decisions or they can't. But sadly, there were no such you know, obvious examples of hypocrisy. I remember when I was in nursing school, the, somebody asked like the topic of like, what if we don't agree with homosexuality or what if we don't agree with abortion? Things like that came up. And my nursing professor just straight up was like, if you can't put that behind you and give proper medical care to somebody and let them have their right to choose, then you picked the wrong profession. I've seen that a lot from like posts on social media of people saying, you know, that's how they're professors responded saying like what if i don't agree and i don't want to give this trans person treatment and the instructor was like well to find a different career yeah and i generally think that's how doctors should approach it because of the hippocratic oath and all of that i don't want my doctor to be swayed by their personal feelings on things yeah and it's like you don't have to agree with it and you don't have to understand it but to mistreat somebody because they're trans or because they're gay or because they had an abortion or whatever else their medical history might hold is just you you should not work in healthcare. absolutely 2088 is where it gets horrifying it allows the biological father of an unborn child to petition the court for an injunction prohibiting the biological mother from having an abortion. Now, this basically means that if a guy has unprotected sex, who the, the two guys who put forward this legislation, because there were only two sponsors and both of them surprisingly were men, they honestly believe that not wearing protection while having sex gives them the right to claim ownership of a woman's body for the next nine months of her life. I don't know any other way of looking at this yeah. gar- this draconian legislation. It's disgusting. And they want to... Uh, ha- can you? I, I can't imagine being one of these biological fathers trying to petition the court saying, hey, no, you need to make her do this. Take Her body that isn't hers. It belongs to the court. Now exercise that authority. I've actually had somebody argue in favor of that with me before. Uh, I guess his partner had an abortion and he was just like so upset by it. And it's like... Okay, you can be upset by it, but it's her body and not yours. Like, she's the one who's going to have to carry this child for nine months and give birth to it. And you can dip out at any time. You might have to pay child support or something, but like, she essentially, you know, has to go through all of this. I mean, it's definitely not an even playing field. No. And to no surprise, most of the bills that were put forward that would restrict abortion in some way were almost entirely dominated by male co-sponsors. Yep, they usually are. Yeah, and all of the ones that went the other way were dominated almost entirely by female co-sponsors. 
there, there was some crossover, like you see a 70-year-old Republican woman who's on one of these bills. Yeah. It's like, oh, big surprise there, right? So another one, 2093, I don't even know what an officer of register of probates is. A probation officer? I, I don't, is that, I don't no? think so. But I, I, I don't honestly know don't mean. know. It's an elected position. I see it here on the ballot in Keene for the officer of probates. Or the officer of register of probates. I don't know what that is. But that's okay because I, I never know anyone running for it. So I'm not going to vote for it. But this constitutional amendment would eliminate the entire position entirely. Perfect. That's exactly my response. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what they are. Don't care. Nope. It's just a government position, and this bill gets rid of it. I'm going to put forward a bill, just eliminate all government positions. Well, that would be great, but I will take starting with one government position. I'll take it. And maybe next time we can have more than one. 2101 would prohibit unlawful discrimination in public and non-public schools. Again, a Democrat bill that is taking something that's already unlawful and making it prohibited as well. It's like, it seems like it's one of those things where like they just change a few words and, you know, the change of language just makes it a completely different thing. 2111, relative to the number of rounds allowed for hunting regardless of firearm capacity. It sounds silly, but the text of this bill was actually available. So I read it, and what it actually does is declare that semi-automatic weapons are usable for hunting game. Okay. And at uh, at present, presumably, you can't have X number of rounds in a semi-automatic weapon because it's not usable for hunting game. So having this legislation would allow you to have more ammunition in your semi-automatic weapon and have legal binding justification for carrying it around with you. Cool. So 2115 is another constitutional amendment that would provide that all adults have the right to possess, use, and cultivate cannabis, subject to regulation by the legislature. There's another constitutional amendment dealing with cannabis, and the reason that this is necessary is because Sununu has said he's going to veto any cannabis legalization that comes before him. But if it's a constitutional amendment, he can't veto it. Ah. So that's why there's not one, but two, maybe more, I don't recall exactly, constitutional amendments that would allow people to have cannabis. More coming up, it's Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. It's Free Talk Live, talking about the ups and downs being presented in New Hampshire. Because the Free State Project, the Liberty Movement, we haven't won the battle. We've seen a lot of successes, and we're seeing more successes right now than we've ever seen at any point. But a lot of people, they hear some of these bills, and they say, oh, the Free State Project's clearly a failure. Well, no, these things take time. And this is one of the issues I have with people is, I, you know, I'm limited to just Facebook, so I spend some time, you know, checking out the FSP groups and all of that, and... 
they refrain from people that, oh my goodness, if you guys succeed, as in secede from the United States, I, I'll totally move to New Hampshire. And you know, I kind of don't want people like that to come here. I want people to come here who are actually willing to fight for liberty because they believe in it. If they're not willing to put in any work to achieve a thing, I kind of have a hard time believing they want to actually achieve that thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So the, the fight is still ongoing, and it's going well, but there are some hiccups, right? 2121 would repeal the prohibition on conversion therapy for minors. For minors? Yes. Oh, my I missed, God. I missed that detail as well. Uh, I guess it makes sense that I think about it, that conversion therapy for adults is still legal, but this is... This is worse than that. This is a bill that I'm going to have to actually attend the hearing for and as, as a trans person speak out against conversion therapy for minors. Because I can't imagine what monsters would support this. It gets a little more stupid, though. 2127 would add sexual reassignment to the definition of child abuse. I've emailed this rep just saying, hey, uh, you know, I think you and I should talk because I think I can clear up some of the misconceptions you may have about what it means to be trans. And to my surprise, within just a few minutes, the state rep emailed me back. Oh, wow. Saying, it doesn't apply to you. It only applies to minors. Oh, well, that changes everything, doesn't it? What kind of sociopath has that as their response? What do you care about this law? It doesn't affect you. Dude, if you were writing a law to round up and kill all the black people, I would email you and be like, hey, you can't do this. That's horrible. And if your response was, what do you care it doesn't affect you personally. You're a sociopath, dude. I'm trying to be cordial with this guy, right? So I didn't respond. Oh, my God, you're a sociopath. Please don't ever email me back again. Instead, I was like, well, no. I realize that it doesn't affect me. But I want you to understand that the decision about whether or not to transition should be between a child, their parents, and their doctors in the same way as whether or not you want to get vaccinated should be an individual choice between your doctor and you. The government shouldn't get involved in telling you whether or not it's in your best interest to get vaccinated. And similarly, they shouldn't get involved telling you whether or not it's in your best interest to let your child transition. No response from that yet. So hopefully, but still absolutely bizarre that anyone would suggest that. that Yikes. That's it. Every bill in New Hampshire gets a hearing. And this one will get a hearing. I don't know if I actually want to even bother to go to this one because it's stupid, but it's also not likely to pass. And I'm not yeah. going I'm not going to, you know, reach this guy on the issue itself. I think on the issue of conversion therapy, it's worth doing because I could actually reach the people who are advocates of this. I'm like, hey, look, I've been through this crap. You don't do this to human beings. So twenty one twenty nine, relating to the use, sale, or cultivation of cannabis. Providing that the state shall make no law prohibiting the use, sale, or cultivation of cannabis for persons over 18 years of age. I like that one. The other one allowed it to be regulated by by Congress. This one, though, is not a constitutional amendment, which means this one could be vetoed if it ever reached Sununu's desk. It is my favorite as far as wording goes, but it's my least favorite because it's also least likely to be successful. 2131 is one of my favorites relative to the recovery of submerged logs. As in 
underwater logs. So some imagine being a state rep and this being your issue. This is your issue of choice. This is what you're doing with your life is writing laws about how to recover underwater logs. It only has one sponsor available. There's no text available for it yet. But it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, you can imagine <laughs> what the text would be. <laughs> I, I, I have to read this thing, man. Someone took time out of their day, out of their life, to become a state representative so they could write a law about how to recover underwater logs. And it's got to be great. You know, this like specific thing happened to them, and that's why they're like, yeah, no, I got to write a law for this. This could never happen to me ever again. I, I certainly hope that's the case. 2142, including state medical facilities in the statute providing medical freedom in immunizations. I would like to see this one passed because if a if any employee doesn't want to get vaccinated, I think that's their right. But absolutely. The state medical facilities, on the other hand, I don't know how they're not already included within the prohibition on vaccine mandates that the state of New Hampshire already has in place. Because there are state medical facilities. I think all of them in New Hampshire are state medical facilities. So why doesn't that law apply to them already? Evidently, it doesn't. 2149 relates to recording interactions with public officials. Hmm. No text is available, so it's not clear whether someone is trying to make it obviously legal to record public officials or whether to make it illegal. However... It has Max Abramson and Kevin Craig as sponsors. And Kevin Craig, I sort of know. Max Abramson is friends with me on Facebook. I know him fairly well. He's a Liberty rep. So I imagine it's just enshrining in law the right to record public officials. But yeah. without seeing the text, I'm just assuming that. 2160 relates to the governor's power to declare a state of emergency. Again, no text available. But given everything that's happened and this being the state of New Hampshire, I suspect they're trying to make it so that the the Congress has to declare a state of emergency. Because when you think about it, it's kind of stupid that Sununu, that the executive branch can declare a state of emergency that gives the executive branch unlimited amounts of power, essentially. Yeah, there's just no checks there. There's another one that would limit the authority for city council bylaws and ordinances. And I think we all know why this is. New Hampshire is a home rule state which means that cities and towns in New Hampshire can only do what the state legislative branch allows them to do in their town and city charters. And I suspect they're going to restrict face coverings and vaccine requirements from the city charters. I don't know, because again, no text is available. But this being New Hampshire and that bill being introduced by Republicans, I think that's a fair assumption. 2184 is a fun one. It establishes a commission... Brought to you by Democrats because they, they, I'm not kidding, they love their committees. The Committee for Committees? Yes. To study revenue alternatives to the road toll for electric-powered and hybrid vehicles for the funding of improvements to the state's highways and bridges and their resulting improvements to the environment. Now, I included that one because it just makes me ask, what is this person doing with their life? This is this is what gets them up in the morning is writing legislation to establish commissions about electric powered vehicles and toll bridges. That's sad. And that's the thing too like there's so many more important issues to spend your time, you know, worried about and that's what this person put forward. 
Well, I have one of the most urgent and pressing and important issues coming to you from 2227. If passed, it would urge the United Kingdom to return the Parthenon or Elgin marbles to Greece. What? Yes. It doesn't even have anything to do with the United <laughs> States, let alone never mind New Hampshire. What? Some two two people sponsored this nonsense. So it's not just one random lunatic going. Is it a joke? I don't I hope so. I mean, yes, obviously it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. But are they serious? Are they are they Yeah, do they know that it's a joke? (laughs) I just imagine these two state reps who like can't sleep at night because they're so worried about the Elgin marbles not being returned to Greece and the United Kingdom is just not giving them back and it's driving them crazy. So they have to run for state rep and foul this bill that would urge the UK to do it. Man, politics is fun. And in New Hampshire, you never know what to expect. I did not expect to see anything about the Parthenon and the LSRs today. There's more coming up, though. It's Free Talk Live. If you'd like to weigh in, your calls and thoughts are welcome. That's 603-283-6160. And the BitBox is a 100% open source wallet, hardware wallet, that mitigates a lot of the problems that other hardware wallets sometimes have. And that's why we're giving one away. All you have to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com. And then toot a screenshot of your subscription to me on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing a winner at random on an upcoming unannounced episode of Free Your Talk Live using some methodology that we haven't even determined yet. We don't know how we're going to select it at random, but it will be random and it will be live stream, so you'll know it's fair. If you don't want to participate in the giveaway, though, just go to box.freetalklive.com. You can buy one there. Use code FTL for a 5% discount because these are kind of pricey. It's $150 for one of these hardware wallets, but... If you have more than $150 worth of cryptocurrency, it's better kept in cold storage, like a hardware wallet. So that's box.freetalklive.com. Going over some of these insane bills proposed by insane people in the New Hampshire House of Representatives. We're not going to top the one that urges the United Kingdom to return the Parthenon marbles to Greece, just so people know. That's the height of insanity. I thought when I was reading through this that the one about you know how to recover submerged logs was going to be the craziest thing i read today and then i saw that and my eyes just glazed over and i went that's that's either brilliant because that's the kind of thing i would do if i was a house of represent if i was a representative let's make the most useless bill possible just waste everybody's time yeah and waste people's time and money because uh dave ridley calculates that it costs about two thousand dollars for a bill to have a hearing in the state of new hampshire and every single bill has to have a hearing So that's $2,000 for this nonsense. And as someone who just cost the city of Keene $12,000, I approve wholeheartedly. Speaking of things I did, though, 2228, I suspect I had a hand in its creation. It would require certain voters to declare a party affiliation prior to a state primary election and require candidates to be members of political parties for a certain amount of time prior to an election in which candidates seek office. Now, the reason I think this is related to me is because there was a very inaccurate 
an incorrect rumor going around that I joined the Republicans like the day I filed to run for sheriff. Like I saw the Republicans didn't file anyone, so I switched my registration. In actuality, I had been registered as a Republican for like 18 months at that point. But for whatever reason, the rumor spread that she, she just registered to run as the Republican sheriff. And so they want to do something to prevent that from happening again. But that didn't even happen the first time. I suspect that's the reason for it, because I've never seen any other legislation proposed requiring people to be a party member for X amount of time before they can run for office. So who knows? 2243 is my favorite. It's another constitutional amendment providing that the state peaceably declares independence from the United States and proceeds as a sovereign nation. And I smile every time I say that. 2251, another constitutional amendment, significantly more stupid. It provides that all references to person in the New Hampshire Constitution be gender neutral. And I get it, but I don't get why anyone would waste their time on it. Wait, can you read that again? What? It, it would take all references of like man or oh, okay, thing like okay. that and use a gender, gender neutral term, like person, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I get why that's important to some people, but it's silly that you have to have a constitutional amendment in order to do that yeah. in the first place. It's like, we all kind of know what they meant, so just write it how you want and it'll be fine. But that's not enough for some people. 2304 is a problem. I don't see it passing, but it basically would make cop blocking illegal. It is relative to impending, provoking, or harassing law enforcement officers so if an officer is doing something and you come within 30 feet of them that's a class a misdemeanor is there one about police officers harassing innocent people well you would hope so but no of course not so i don't think that has much of a chance of passing in new hampshire but you never know 2370 is brought to us by mark warden of porcupine real estate i didn't even realize he was a state representative until i went through this list It would prohibit surveillance by the state on public ways or sidewalks. So the state can't have any cameras on sidewalks or any of that nonsense. And I don't think they do at the moment. But I like the idea of saying, hey, government, yeah, you you just can't do that. In Massachusetts, they have them everywhere. All over the Mass Pike. You can see the cameras. It's super creepy. It is creepy. And you can't confront those accusers. I know that uh, red light cameras are illegal in New Hampshire. So this would just sort of be an extension of that. I mean, that's why you don't ever see any. Yeah, I never really noticed. 2375 would prohibit law enforcement from encrypting public frequencies. Now, this seems kind of pointless since a lot of them use easily decrypted frequencies. Anyway, like Keen PDs is technically encrypted, but it's very easy to get around that. But sure, let's do it. 2398 is a confusing one. It would permit voluntary donations to municipalities or the state to fund certain projects or to reduce taxation. So this is something that the whole reason the independence movement really got kickstarted was Dave Ridley called the show wanting someone to pay $2,000 to get this secession bill read in the House of Representatives. And, you know, we're like, okay, we're in for it. Let's do it. And what we learned very quickly was that there actually isn't a mechanism for you to voluntarily give the government money. And that seems weird to me because... Because they love it when you give them money. Yeah. 
But I also realize the reason there is no such mechanism in place is because no one in their right mind would just say, hey, government, here's four grand. You go spend that however you want. So, of course, there's no such mechanism in place because no one wants to give the government money. This bill would allow that to happen. I, I still don't want people giving the government money, even if it's voluntary, because the government can use that money to do very evil things. But it's better than them stealing it. It is better than them stealing it. So I appreciate the law and I, I don't know how to feel about it, but that's where it's at. 2429, relative to state recognition of biological sex. There's no text on this one, but it's brought forward by four Republicans who seem likely to be TERFs. That's trans-exclusionary radical feminists. So I, th- I've got better things to do than email them like, what, what, what even is this nonsense? 2475, relative to money, coin, or currency, which may be forfeited in connection with a drug offense. Mike Sylvia brought this one on, and he's leading the charge for New Hampshire independence in the state house. So I'm curious what this one would actually say. 2618, I'm excited about decriminalizing the possession and use of psilocybin mushrooms. Nice. The bill is actually bipartisan. Both Republicans and Democrats have co-sponsored it. And, but I suspect that the two Republican reps who did are actually, you know, liberty reps. Yeah. But See, look at mushrooms bringing people together, uniting our state. It, it would be <laughs> great to see this passed. 2692 would urge the United States Congress to remove the exception from the 13th Amendment, amendment that allows slavery as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. I'd, I'd be happy to see this passed, but it wouldn't actually do anything. Just like urging the United Kingdom to give back the Parthenon to Greece wouldn't actually do anything. 2783, relative to digital assets and digital securities. Mark Warden, again of Porcupine Real Estate, and Jason Osborne are sponsors of this bill. So it's related to cryptocurrencies and it's sponsored by two very well-known Liberty Movement members. Curious to see what it says. 2786 uh, really confused me. Relate Relative to the taking of gray squirrels, there are six sponsors to whatever this insane bill has to say. They got six people to sponsor a bill about the taking of gray squirrels. But the, the fact that they got six sponsors wasn't really the reason that I brought this one in. It was because I had to read it repeatedly because every time I did, I thought they were saying gay squirrels. <laughs> And I was, They're turning the squirrels gay. I was so confused about how they were figuring out which squirrels were gay and which ones weren't and why they were only taking the gay ones. And so I went, oh my God, that's gray squirrels. I guess it kind of does get crazy. One state rep wants to express the appreciation of the general court to Nicole Knox Murphy for her song, My 603. Expressing the... the to, what? Other stupid stuff. 2917 recognizes the second Thursday in October as Children's Environmental Health Day. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, all of the. Th- there were many of these. That one was just the most obscure. So that's it. There's more coming up, including a second grader who got suspended 38 times for not wearing a mask from school. And the New Hampshire Executive Council has reversed course and they're accepting the government's blood money. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? 
My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever is important to you. The number to do that is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And we're going to get into the story about the second grader who has been suspended for 30, suspended 38 different times for not wearing a mask. But I want to talk about the Travis Scott thing. Because I've I've been ignoring it. I just sort of been waiting and seeing what develops before I you know wade in. But eventually, the rock and metal fans out there just became so gratingly obnoxious that I I had to stop waiting and weigh in. Now, for those who don't know, there was an Astro World Festival in Houston. I think last weekend, last Saturday. Yeah, something like that. And eight people tragically died, and several dozen went to the hospitals. It it was a tragedy, and all I'm seeing from rock and metal fans, you know, a normal person is like, oh my God, that's horrible. But rock and metal fans are, for whatever reason, take the opportunity to say, this doesn't happen at metal shows. We know the number one rule is if someone falls, you get back up. Look, you idiots, we're not talking about mosh pits here. This isn't a mosh pit where it's relatively controlled and you have a clearly defined wall of people. And yes, if someone falls, you pick them up. This is a crowd crunch. This happened as soon as Travis Scott came on. And for those who don't know what a crowd crunch is, because I've didn't, i been to a ton of rock and metal shows, but I had never experienced one of these until Korn came on at Louder Than Life. And evidently, the peak attendance at Louder Than Life was 160,000 people this year. I didn't know that. I was estimating like 50,000. It was actually three times as many people as I thought. So probably for corn, it was 100,000 people there that night. But I had never experienced festival seating or a crowd crunch of this capacity. And, you know, everyone's just steadily inching forward. But you're, you're sort of aware of personal space at this point. There's not much personal space, but you're trying not to touch the people in front of you. The people behind you are trying not to touch you. And then the band comes on and all of that goes away. And suddenly, all 50,000 people behind you rush as close to the stage as they can. And of course, they can't get that close because there's already 20, 30,000 people there. So imagine being in the middle of this crowd with 20,000 people in front of you and 50,000 people behind you. And that 50,000 people are pushing you forward into the 20,000 people in front of you. It squeezes you to the point where you literally 
cannot breathe. And it's not pleasant. And I've experienced one of these and I will never experience another one. There is no band on this earth that I want to see badly enough to give up my ability to breathe. And I think the biggest thing that you have to take into account with stuff like that is the amount of people in attendance in these concerts and stuff. Because like you said, you've never been to a a festival with over 100,000 people before, right? Yeah, I've never been. No, I know. I I definitely haven't. So I think like for a crowd crush to be that intense, you really need like thousands and thousands of people. So that's probably why a lot of people that listen to metal music and rock music, they're like, well, this doesn't happen. Well, you probably just haven't been to a festival. I don't know how many were in attendance of the Travis Scott Festival, but I'm assuming probably a lot. I suspect it wasn't 150,000. But, but I, I sus- probably even a lot. Thousand, even fifty thousand, it doesn't matter. If you- even twenty thousand, I mean, yeah. like you know, it's a lot of people. In that, it's just the natural thing. Like you get excited, the show comes on, people want to get closer. So you inching, like the people in the back inching forward a little bit, doesn't seem like a lot. But to the people in the front, when there's thousands of people inching forward, squishing you into each other, squishing you into the stage, I mean, that's a big deal. It is, and it's a tr- it's a terrifying experience. And I have to say, having experienced one of these things, like I said, I had never been to festival seating, so I was wearing flip flops. I I realize now that was a poor decision, but I had never experienced a crowd crush, and I've seen some pretty hardcore bands play before, without ever experiencing anything like this. If someone in front of me had gone down, dude, there would have been nothing I could have done to help them or avoid. I would have had two choices: I could either go down with them. Or I could step on them because there was no doing anything else when you have 30, 40,000 people pushing at you. Man, that sucks. Yeah. So that's what happened here. This wasn't a mosh pit where someone fell and got trampled on. This was a crowd crunch where even the most well-intentioned metal-loving fan could not have done anything about it. Because you can't just be like, hey, 40,000 people behind me, please stop pushing someone's down. It doesn't work that way. They don't, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to care because the crowd has its own hive mind and it's pushing forward and there's nothing you can do about it except either go forward, go down, or do the crazy thing like I did and push your way out of it. But I think that may have actually been the path of least resistance, right? Everyone wants to come toward the stage except me. I want to go as far away from it as I can and that creates room for more people to come forward. So they wanted me out of there, right? <laughs> So it's absolutely frustrating to me to see people, you know, playing these clips of, oh, what's this time Linkin Park stopped the show to help this fan or Rage Against the Machine helped this fan who got yeah, the top like ripped off. Like, apples dude, and oranges. Yeah, you're, you're just d- demonstrating because that would have been me a year ago. Well, I probably wouldn't have weighed in on it a year ago. But before experiencing an actual crowd crunch, I would have been like, this, this is silly. Why didn't people pick them up? I'm going to be honest. We talked about this on the show on Sunday and I literally said... This doesn't happen at metal shows. <laughs> but I, I, I hear you. I, I get what you're saying now. I just hadn't experienced it. Yeah. But now when you put it that way, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I've only experienced it that once, and it was such a terrible experience that I never again. But like, and you even know, for Metallica, which if I had known that they were going to be playing the entirety of the Black album that night, because that was the first metal album I, I ever heard. It was what got me into the rock scene. If I had known they were going to be playing that entire album... I may have been willing to deal with it, but no, I, I still wouldn't have. 
Yeah. And also now I'm remembering, I think what I was speaking to when I said that this doesn't happen at metal shows was the alleged crazy person running around stabbing people with needles filled with mysterious drugs. I think that's what I was speaking to, which I still stand to my statement that does not happen at metal shows or it probably hasn't yet. I I agree with you on that one. I don't I can't think of anything like that happening at metal shows. There's just there's just too much etiquette around metal. And you know what? Like a lot of subgenres of metal music is very straight edge i've noticed like some of the subgenres of metal music like some of the shows i've went to people are like super straight edge like no drugs no alcohol oh so that's no fun yeah no that is no fun but i have never been to a metal or rock concert where people were getting injected against their will i've been to them where people were injecting stuff of their own volition and i was just like okay well I'm getting away from you now but i've never experienced anything like that the the most comparable thing i could think of was when butcher babies played at louder than life and people were already crowd surfing like crazy and the singer was like hey let's get some more crowd surfers going on and it was another one of those situations where you could extract yourself from the situation or just deal with the large numbers of people passing by and look there there really has to be out of all of the metal rules and rock rules and etiquette and all that, why isn't there one that says if you're 6'3 and weigh 230 pounds, you don't get to crowd surf? Because yeah. some of these people, and I, I was right there at the front of the stage because I had just seen Butcher Babies a few days before and they were really animated. I wanted to see them again. So I was right there. Some people were just passing directly overhead. And some of these people were, dude, you have no business crowd surfing. I then learned that a friend of mine had gotten a concussion at a concert oh, gosh. years before from exactly the scenario. Someone way too big to be crowd surfing was crowd surfing. But despite having 160,000 people there, there were no reported deaths, as far as I'm aware, out louder than life. No one got crushed to death by you know this massive mob of people. And I suspect the reason for that is that they did allow crowd surfing. Because in these things, you, you can either go down or go forward. Or, or go up. Yes. <laughs> And that's what they people say. I want to go up. So you got up there and you're above the crowd and you can finally breathe again. And what do they do? They keep pushing you forward until you security catches you and they escort you out and you're out of the crowd. So maybe crowd surfing actually helps with that. But I I don't know because I wasn't at the Astro World thing. I just I want rock and metal fans to stop saying that this doesn't happen at rock and metal shows because it happened in 2000 at a Pearl Jam concert. Pearl Jam is exactly the heaviest band out there. I don't have the liberty to Google how recent, you know, the deaths are at rock concerts, but stuff like this happens, and this wasn't a mosh pit. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You're invited to join us, 603-283-6160. If you'd like to weigh in, you can talk about what we've been discussing or change the subject, talk about whatever's important to you, 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And Nikki, you brought in a story that is about a very stubborn, but uh, delightfully so, second grader who has been now suspended 38 times. Yep. This is coming out of Palm Beach County in Florida. A Florida second grader has been suspended from school nearly 40 times after she refused to wear a mask in the classroom. 
Now her teachers told her parents that she has missed so much class that she might flunk out of the second grade. Well, then stop suspending her. You you can't do you can't suspend a student thirty eight times and they go, she's missed so much class. Yes, because of you. Yeah, that would be the logical thing to do, <laughs> but they just love being tyrants. And so, I'm surprised this is happening in Florida. I thought yeah. Florida was the oh no, we're free and open, no mask mandate state. It's probably county by county, school by school, so that must be where she's falling into. But this is Fiona Lachelle's, who turned eight years old, has been refusing to wear a mask in school for months. As a result, she's been suspended 38 times. In July, Florida Governor Ron DeSantos signed an executive order making face masks optional in schools. But in local school districts like Fiona's in Palm Beach County, mask mandates are still being enforced. So it is a county by county thing. But good for her for standing yeah. up for what she believes in. I, I want to kind of hear what she has to say about like why. Like I don't know if it's maybe her parents have some influence or if she's just like, it's uncomfortable and I'm not wearing it. It's definitely surprising to hear an eight-year-old yeah. doing this 38 times as well. This is... This is yeah. someone who has convictions and is not going yeah, to be she won't quit. punished into obeying. Admirable. So this is what Fiona has to say. Oh, they actually... Okay. Yep. You wear it for a long time and you breathe in all those germs, Fiona said to News Nation. You set it down at lunch and put it back on your face and breathe that in all day long. Well, she's, she's not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> now, every time Fiona refuses to wear a mask, she is suspended and sent home with a note explaining why. I was really shocked by it, Fiona's mom, Bailey Lachelle, said. I couldn't believe it was all over not complying with a mask mandate. I'm glad the parent isn't upset about this. Yeah. And it's just like, this is stupid. You're but it's just like kind of ridiculous that she comes to school not wearing a mask. They suspend her again. After her suspension, she comes to school not wearing a mask. They suspend her again. It's just... It's it's strange to me that either her parents or the principal of the school aren't willing to come up with a better solution. Because to me, like if this was my kid, I would either find a different school, like I would school choice, certainly, or I would homeschool. I mean, you don't need to be like super smart to homeschool your kids nowadays. You can, you know, get some sort of online program to that kind of homeschools your kid for you. So I mean, YouTube will definitely do most of that for them. Yeah. So Fiona's latest suspension doesn't end until Monday, but Fiona's refusal to wear a mask represents a larger issue in Florida, a battle between county school boards pushing mask mandates and state policy in direct conflict. I'm doing it so for she's other multi-day suspensions at this point. They're yeah. not just sending her home for the day. They're like, you're suspended for five days or whatever. Yeah. Disgusting. And Fiona also says, I'm doing it for the other kids and not just myself. She sounds like a very mature second grader. She does. And I, I'm impressed with her ability to, you know, stand up for what she believes. Yeah. And reason. And she, I mean, she's actually using real logic. It's not just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't like it. She this seems well thought out. Yeah, because that's been my issue with the mask thing the, the entire time. You're basically just breathing germs into it. And it's a Petri dish that yeah. your breath is keeping at the ideal conditions for human bacteria and viruses to continue growing. That seems to me silly. And, you know, PPE, like, you know, personal protective equipment, like masks, gloves, gowns, and stuff like that, is meant to be worn for, like, 15 minutes or less. 
Or, you know, if you're in the OR and you're a doctor, you know, maybe like a few hours. They're not meant to... if they want to give me the kind of money that surgeons make to do my job at the the gas station, sure, I wear your stupid mask. Well, and you know, you sign... I don't work at a gas station. I'm just using that as an example. (laughs) You sign up for having to wear these PPEs, personal protective equipment, when you go into healthcare. You don't sign up for that when you work at the grocery store or the gas station. So, and it's, it's not meant to be worn all day, every day. And I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why we're seeing people's immune system plummeting, people getting sicker, because masks aren't meant to be worn all day. That's another good point. And you, something you said reminded me about it. Corey Taylor, the singer from Slipknot, said something about this recently. Or I don't know. Maybe it was a year ago. But he was like, it's just a, it's just a mask. I, I put on a mask and I wear it for our live shows for hours at a time. I'm like, dude, you're making rock star money here. Do you really expect the Starbucks barista to, to be willing to do that for her job in the same way that you are? And why are you wearing a mask that? during the show? Because that's what Slipknot does. Yeah, but that's... Oh, okay. Yeah, he's talking about... I thought he was talking about like a surgical mask. Oh, he's no. talking about like a mask mask. Yes. Which probably yeah, is pretty but... uncomfortable, but you do make rock star money by and doing And it's like, that. that's a voluntary action. I mean, that's kind of their whole thing, right? Also true. You know, yeah. I'm being forced to wear a mask at work. Yeah. So, it... and, and going beyond that, they're forcing children to wear masks. I mean, they're forcing preschoolers to wear masks. It's disgusting. I went to a hospital. I took a friend to a hospital recently. And while we were waiting in the lobby, I watched a mother, you know, put a mask on her little toddler. Kid may have been three years old, clearly did not want to wear the mask. And the the mother said, yeah, I know. I'm sick of this, too. And then proceeded not to put just one mask on the child, but two masks on the child. So I don't even believe the mother was sick of it because the official mandates, the requirements was never to wear two masks. Yeah. And if if she was sick of it and if she was sorry for doing it to her kids, she would be doing, you know, the bare minimum yeah. or just not doing it at all. Like, OK, just cover your mouth with it and, you know, or chin strap it or whatever it is people do to avoid these mandates. Yeah. But it, it sucks to see that sort of thing. And it does feel like child abuse when you watch it happening. I'm not saying it is child abuse, but it's it's at least not right. And it's unsettling. And it should get parents pause when their kids are kicking and screaming about how they don't want to wear this thing over their face. And you force them to do it anyway. Yeah, I recently saw a video that was caught on like the camera from a ring doorbell. And it was this little girl having a complete meltdown. I mean, she was probably in like first or second grade, but she was crying, just having a complete meltdown over having to wear the mask. And oh. it was just like... It was really hard to watch. I mean, it was heartbreaking that, and not all kids feel this way. I know I've had a lot of parents tell me that, you know, their kids are young and they have no issue wearing the mask and, you know, they don't have an issue with it. But when you're forcing kids to and they're kicking, screaming and crying not to wear it because they can't breathe, those were the words she was saying. She was saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I I used to have asthma when I was a kid. So I get it when something's on your face and you feel claustrophobic, you know, you're already having a tough time breathing and you feel like somebody's putting a bag over your head. I could just imagine what was going through that little girl's mind. So it was just really, really hard to watch. Not to mention that it can trigger an anxiety attack and they struggle even more to breathe. It's... It's sad that it's gotten to this point where they're actually mandating that this is required. You're required to torture your kids. Do you remember a few years ago under Barack Obama when he floated this idea of joining the military or joining the Peace Corps for a few years? Well, that old idea is resurfacing, and we're going to get into it here on Free Talk Live. 
When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's important to you. That's 603 283 6160 if you'd like to do that. 603 283 6160. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. It is the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. Just click getting started at the top of the page. Take a few minutes out of your day to learn about this important world-changing information because it's not going away. And as I understand it, Bitcoin is slightly down versus its new record high that it achieved yesterday. But it'll be at a new record high in just a few days. It's not going anywhere and... Based on the trends, I am willing to speculate that it's going to hit 100,000 before it hits 10,000. So, it's time to learn about it if you haven't already. So, head on over to Bitcoin.com and do that. And if you are already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, visit news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all the news and headlines that are relevant to you. That's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We have someone named Mark calling sir do i know you that's right I, well you told me uh what days ian was not on the air and uh obviously i don't want to get my uh long-term business partner and good friend uh thrown back in the pokey by calling in and uh forcing him to communicate with me um you know the, the courts have said that he isn't allowed to communicate with me but the um you know the the results of that are that i am uh, my First Amendment rights to communicate to people via Free Talk Live are being infringed. I'd really like a First Amendment lawyer to take this up, but uh, I don't suspect they will. So, um, it, I, had, I listened it to... It sucks. We've been uh, experiencing something, I mean, similar here. Uh, the, I was recently invited to a potluck dinner Saturday, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And then the person who was organizing said, oh... Well, nobody's coming. That's not a problem. Is I was like, yes, it's obviously a problem. That means I can't go. So, and well, I mean, nobody can't go, right? No, it means I can't go because they had already invited him and they weren't going to uninvite him, and I would wouldn't allow them to uninvite him. Yeah, I, that sucks. I, though. I understand that, but I mean, but then there's the Thanksgiving the, thing, and they invited me to that. They're like, okay, well, we're inviting you, and that means we can't invite nobody, and that sucks. It's not like you know, invite me, not him. It's like the entire liberty community, yourself included, is having to play like divorced parents about when they have custody of me or Ian or nobody. And it's absolutely it's frustrating. Really yeah. Um, we're not even the divorced parents. We're the boyfriend or girlfriend of the, uh, the, 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 new, the parents now dating. Right? <laughs> like you're not even allowed to be around. <laughs> you know? um, but right. And I mean, you know, I'm not in New Hampshire as a result. What would be the point of me being in New Hampshire so I can be on the show two days a week? Um, Ian's doing fine on the show and the show's doing well. As a matter of fact, downloads are at all time highs. Um, and I haven't been on the show in 
like close to two months, so I certainly can't claim um, you know the responsibility for for getting those downloads. By the way, I listened to the sh- Sunday show with uh, is that Nikki there on the air? Yes, yes, it's me. So great! If if people don't know, you got to listen to this Sunday show. The, uh, the 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 chemistry is awesome, and I really enjoyed what I heard. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys. Thank you. I really enjoyed doing uh, the show with Captain and Richie Rich. And obviously, I love doing the show with Aria, too. Yep. Well, um, the fact that you're on t- twice a week uh, speaks to your talent. Uh, they've recognized your talent already. So, um, what I want to talk about is I listened to the show from two nights ago. I listening to the Digest. You can go to – how do you find the, the Digest, Aria? You've got to listen to freetalklive.com and get the I, RSS feed there. I don't know. I would recommend people listen to the entire episode, which they can find at archive.freetalklive.com. <laughs> they can do that. Um, there's also a digest version, which is 40 minutes long, where um, you know our uh, good friend Riley Blake you know, takes a two-hour show and shrinks it down to you know, 30, 40 minutes. And I think that's great for people on the go, and it's working for me. So I'm nice. happy to listen to it. The um, and what Ian was talking so about. So Monday night on the air. So two nights ago would have been Monday night. That would have been myself, Ian, and Bonnie, right? Right. And uh, y'all were talking about secession, uh-huh. um, specifically New Hampshire secession. Um, everybody's just giddy as they could be about this uh, pointless and silly bill um, that uh, you know uh, has New Hampshire. Like, let's see, it has. Uh, the legislature voting on whether or not the public can vote to secede from the union. Now, um, one thing I didn't get from listening was, is it a 50% uh, plus one vote or is it a 66% plus one? Or It is a two-thirds. Uh, it is a two-thirds. We, All right, so two-thirds of people two-thirds. who vote on the uh, constitutional amendment have to vote yes in order for it to pass. Okay, yeah, I wasn't clear on that from uh, listening. Uh, probably just it was probably said, and I just didn't get to you know hear it all. Well, it may have um, gotten clipped from the digest, which is why people should listen to the full have. show. It's true, you know. Yeah, dedicate two hours of your day, listen to Free Talk Live, <laughs> please do. <laughs> you know what? I don't care if you listen. Download the podcast at <laughs> listen.freetalklive.com. <laughs> Download it on your mother's computer. Download it on every computer you have. Download it. Isn't he such um, a great salesman for the show? <laughs> yeah. So, so what were your thoughts about um, this session? Want, yeah. Um, so the, the bill is, uh, first off, uh, you know, anything that's two-thirds is unlikely to go. But let's say it does. Um, this is going to be the worst thing that happened to New Hampshire. Wow. Frankly. That's hard uh, to do. I tried called. Yeah. A guy called in and tried to tell you guys. And, of course, he had no, um, you know, he got, he got no purchase with you. But let me tell you a real quick story about Switzerland. So the United States rolls out these rules called FATCA. And I even took the time to look this up so that you can uh, check it out. It's Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act. Now, the United States Congress said that foreign banks in other countries must comply with all of these rules in order to do business with Americans. And um, Switzerland, among other places, said, you can't pass laws on us. Who do you think you are? 
and they continued to go about their business as they wanted to with numbered accounts and these sorts of things. Remember when they used to talk about Swiss bank accounts and how you know naughty it was to have those? Well, not anymore, um, because the United States. No, it's the Cayman Islands, right? You know, there's a variety of different places where you can still do it, and I certainly wouldn't say so on national radio where people can, uh, you know, where, you know, in all likelihood the FBI is listening in and they go chase people around. But, um, you know, you can look it up if it's something that uh, is important to you. But the, the you know, Swiss, Switzerland used to be known for its uh, number of bank accounts, and now they've fallen in line. I'll tell you why. Because Switzerland told um, the United States to go pound sand. The United States, the one that controls what they call the SWIFT number, the SWIFT uh, banking system. Yeah, which, which is, is the, the interbank banking system. Right. And um, they shut Switzerland off. I believe the, the time was, called, was 37 minutes. They shut down Switzerland for 37 minutes, and they came crawling back. I mean, and that's all well and good, but... If, there aren't likely to exist banks in the state of New Hampshire as such. Switzerland already has its own currency, the most likely currency to be in use by the free state of New Hampshire would be USD and cryptocurrency. Sure, um, but how are the banks going to do business? There's plenty of banks. Go, go check out Belize. Um, you can do business in U.S. dollars in Belize, but Bank of America won't do business with the bank that you have your U.S. dollars in. Um, doing I don't want to do business with Bank business. of America. I hear that you don't want to, but there's somebody in New Hampshire that wants to. Well, then they somebody go to Massachusetts. If they want Manchester. to play with that evil organization, then they can go to Massachusetts and they can play with that evil organization all they want. Mark, can you stick around for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, because I get the feeling you have more to say about this. It's certainly an interesting story that Switzerland would buckle in 37 minutes, but... I, I don't see pressure like that from the United States government doing anything but strengthening the inherent resolve of New Hampshire natives and members of the Free State Project. But I could be wrong. What do you think? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you are invited to join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160, and with you tonight, it's Aria. And Nikki. And surprisingly, we're actually being joined by Mark of, you know, Free Talk Live. I don't know how else to introduce him. He's been gone for the show for several months now, and people are always asking, where's Mark? When's Mark coming back? It's like... It's a little bit complicated at the moment. We're doing what we can. We actually have something from you tonight about time change that we're going to be sharing with the audience members. So stay tuned for that. But we actually have Mark here now with us live-ish. I mean, he's not here with us. He's elsewhere, but he's on the show with us talking about secession. And, you know, I agree there are some bad things that could happen. It's not going to be a walk in the park if you let's let's say everything goes according to plan and this the, this constitutional amendment passes and New Hampshire just instantly declares itself independent from the United States. That's not going to solve all of our problems. It's going to raise some major issues. Like there's going to be stuff. It, suddenly those borders between Massachusetts and Vermont and Maine. 
Those are now international borders. And someone's going to have to decide how to handle that. And the United States on their end is going to have to decide how they want to handle it. Now, things like NAFTA and open borders with Canada and sort of ish with Mexico, these things sort of already exist. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't continue to exist. But the idea of New Hampshire's secession is to declare independence immediately and to avoid getting caught up in one of these Brexit situations. First, we declare independence and then we negotiate all that other stuff. I, I think that that's a wonderful idea um, in sort of the uh, let's write a novel about uh, a future dystopian uh, disaster. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, fact, I don't know why you have um, so little faith in. Because I want to tell you, there's a lot of people who live in Manchester that drive to work in Boston, that get paid um, from a company that's in Massachusetts that would um, that can't make that kind of money working in New Hampshire, and what you want to do, what this bill would do, is ruin their lives. Not necessarily. Well, they can, yeah, I mean, international jobs are a thing right now anyway. They can go pound sand, right? No, well, I mean, (laughs) Um, they they can go, they can move to Boston if they so choose, or, you know, they could just continue working internationally, just like they they do now. They would still be able to to commute. the border between the United States and Mexico? Do you think this is going to go well when you tell um, the United States to f off you think they're just gonna be oh okay, well let's set up some border patrols and make sure that we uh you know treat everybody nice and fairly and i don't think do that no i don't think they would bother with setting up border patrols they're like look this is i think they'd tell you that um, i think they'd put army uh, uh uh national guard people on the border and say any car that drives across here gets shot i don't think so i don't well, think that's, that's they... what you're <laughs> that they're going to use that scare tactic when yes. the vote comes up, they will. And you're never going to get your vote. Now, what I'm going to Hold tell on. you though is, are you is, suggesting you that people will be today? People will be terrified, so terrified of what the federal government could do to them for having the desire to be independent that they will just willfully bow back down in fear of this monster hurting them more. Have you seen any evidence that they would do otherwise? Yes, I mean secession seems I'm to be you, yes. Independence. Uh, the people of Cuba have allowed their government to, uh, you know, to treat them terribly for the last six decades. I mean, you know, they went out and they were killing those people just a couple of months ago over going out in the street and asking uh, for better medical treatment. I New mean, Hampshire you know, isn't Cuba, though. I understand New, New Hampshire isn't Cuba, but um, and the U.S. People, government people it isn't as life. bad as the Cuban government. Governments are a service organization for better or for worse, right? The United States government is a better service organization than the Cuban uh, government, as long as you don't consider that they drop million-dollar bombs on $10 tents and waste a bunch of tax money to uh, support the military-industrial complex. And to raid the Free Talk Live Um, studio and arrest several of its hosts. Right. And uh, like what you what we've just talked about in the last 20 seconds is two instances where the monopoly on force of the most powerful nation to ever exist has been used capriciously and arbitrarily. Do I think the people of New Hampshire should watch out if they tell it to go take a long walk off a short pier? Yes, I do. But I'm telling the people of New Hampshire and everybody else within the sound of my voice that right now you can secede from the United States. And all you have to do is go to um, United.com and buy a plane ticket and leave. It's true. You don't have to deal with these people. And I've done that. Um, I have to at present, unfortunately. 
You do. That's the truth because you are uh, out on bond and you're not allowed to leave. But the amount of people that truly aren't allowed to leave listening to me, um, you're in the 1%. And that doesn't really um, solve the and- problem. That just puts them under the the control of a government that most likely isn't as benign, and I hate even using that word, but comparatively, the United States government does appear to be relatively benign. That You're just putting them under a worse government. Have you ever spent any time? I would like to recommend to everybody right now to uh, go to audible.com and get your free download if you haven't done it so far, but pay for it if you haven't. Harry Brown's How, to, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. It was written in the early 70s but it still holds true today. You can be as free as you want to be, and you can do it from within the United States. There are ways to do all of it. If you don't mind the occasional getting arrested by the FBI thing or getting your studio rated thing, sure. But people can only um, be free. You would would agree with me. Hold on. The studio got rated because um, Ian wanted to... Uh, spread the ideas of Bitcoin. He knew that Bitcoin is a disruptive and um, uh, revolutionary technology that is going to undermine the state. And he went about, um, you know, uh, proselytizing this. And, and I'm not saying this is bad. I'm saying this is great. I mean, the man's a freaking hero. But it doesn't change the fact that he, he kind of had some idea of what he was doing. He was preparing a lawsuit to sue the FBI. I have no comment, but that also do- that doesn't explain the raid in 2015. 2015 occurred um, one week after I called the FBI unprofessional for their uh, behavior and trying to assassinate the last three people at the Mulhere Wildlife Refuge, and one month after I said that the FBI is the um, is, is an organization that is the largest distributor of child pornography on the planet. I know, so you just exercising your First Amendment rights. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you really expect people can people only people to uphold the First Amendment? That's exactly my point, Mark. Is that people can only be free within the constraints of the United States as long as they don't, as long as they stay off the government's radar. There are plenty of people who are like, mm-hmm. I haven't paid my taxes since two thousand five. Yeah, okay, yep. that's fine. But if you're Jeff Bezos or whoever, they're going to find out and they're going to come after you. Jeff Bezos doesn't have to pay taxes. There's no, because he's got enough attorneys. Yes, he's got enough attorneys and enough money where he can do that. But well, let's just use honestly, a different example it's, it's then of someone who's easy, just a millionaire. Of, of course. So um, a millionaire is going to have more difficult times. Um, you know, it depends on each person's tax situation and how they want to go about it. But it is um, it is possible to be freer than you are it's in not cases, it's not life we, in the united the, states is never a matter of freedom it's about then leave that's what I i'm can't. saying it's well that's what new hampshire is trying to do you can't that's what new hampshire is trying to do it's not it's new leave. hampshire isn't trying anything new hampshire doesn't exist some um like so you know some pollyannas in the state house believe that they're going to get um the people of new hampshire the opportunity to vote it's never even going to get that far and, I disagree. Uh, There's a lot of energy far, behind it. Okay, uh, good luck to you guys. But I'm telling you, it, it isn't good. <laughs> um, the better thing to do is to go to t.me slash Coral Beach Village and watch what I'm doing. By the way, um, you know we've got uh, Coral Beach Village there and the uh, sign. And Aria, I wish you'd stop stealing the sea off of it. It's really upsetting to all of us. What? 
the C off of Coral Beach Village. You keep stealing it. I don't think I follow. I think he's trying to make a joke. All right. It's not a very good it's joke. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke. <laughs> um, so at Coral, if you go to uh, T, as in telegram, t.me slash Coral Beach Village, you can sign up and talk about, you know, a, a real secession project where real Americans are going to be really free. How many Americans? Uh, immediately. You don't have to wait. At this point, we have probably 50 um, North Americans, um, is what I'm calling them, because it's both Canadians and uh, United States, and there's a sprinkling smattering of, uh, of Europeans, but English is the spoken language. Um, there at the Coral Beach Village, and uh, we're, building, uh, house, we're building housing, and we're bringing more, and yeah, it's a pretty darn free place, and I can uh, you know, outline more questions if people go there. Well, thank you so much for the call tonight, Mark. I mean, I'm glad you're, you know, succeeding in something, but it doesn't mean we can't all be successful or it doesn't mean you have to knock what New Hampshire is doing. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you can weigh in with whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And, you know, I like Mark's idea. We were just talking with Mark Edge, for those who are just now tuning in. And he is pimping his latest project. I thought it was honestly being called Mark Edge's Freedom Kingdom, but he, <laughs> which I was totally on board with. Right? I mean, That's a different place. <laughs> and, but now it's called Coral Reef Village or something. I don't remember exactly. Coral Beach Village is what it was. I, I just assumed he had like a few different things going on, I, but I could be mistaken. It could be all the same thing. He tends to have a few different things going on, but I think this is the same one in the Honduras. I don't know. And I can't oh, use okay, the yeah. Telegram chat to you know head over there and check it out. But of course, I, I find the idea intriguing. And if there were more than 50 people there, I would. And, you know, I wasn't currently beholden to the United States federal government and kept on a fairly short. Actually, it's a, it's a decent leash as far as my physical movement goes. My digital movement is heavily restricted, but... No international travel, and that would require international travel. Anyway, if that wasn't the case, I would be interested if there were more than 50 people there. If you take 50 random libertarian, conservative-type people, I'm not going to go along well with most of them. 
That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have a much larger crowd than that to have somewhere where I can fit in. And I don't know, maybe these are just hardcore anarchists who I would fit in with just fine, but it's not very likely based on what I know of libertarians. Yeah. And, you know, I love the idea. And I think we should have as many freedom movements going on around the world as possible. So that's awesome that he's doing that in Honduras. It's awesome that we're doing this in New Hampshire. And I think people, wherever you are, if you love liberty, if you love peace and freedom, you should, you know, be spreading the word and starting these projects up wherever you can. I agree to an extent, but I think, I mean, a lot of people ask this question online a lot. Like, is there a free state project for Nevada or Tennessee or whatever? It's like, look, look, instead of seeing what we're doing and trying to do it there, just join us here and help out here. There, there are definitely different goals for different people that can be achieved different ways. Like Mark is the type. He wants to be free right now. Yeah. And that's it. So he's going to do whatever it takes to be free right now. And that's it. Others. We're like, we we want to fight for long-term liberty, not necessarily for ourselves, but for everyone. And Mark Edge's idea, it's it in theory, it could provide liberty to everyone, but you gotta have some fairly decent financial standing to be able to just go move to the Honduras and live there in a community of fifty people, basically. Yeah, without a job. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's not an ideal solution for everyone versus the Free State Project, which does have plenty of jobs for people so that there are different avenues that people can take and each one has their own place i i just don't want to see decimation not decimation the two projects getting in each other's way like yeah let's do the free state project in massachusetts and get some libertarians in massachusetts to move, all move to the same county or whatever it's like okay but you could just move a little bit further and you could join our thing and make it successful. Cause that's yeah, there, there definitely is power in numbers. There definitely is. Let's go to the phone. So we have Dave calling from RidleyReport.com. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. I was going to talk about something else, but how about I rebut Mark? Okay. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, Mark, at least to his credit, is trying to do something as opposed to just criticizing something. He, he's trying to do this, and he's tried to do some other things, too. And they haven't been complete failures, right? But if I was following Mark, that's exactly what I'd be doing. I'd be following Mark. I'd be bouncing all over the world. I'd be spending thousands and thousands of dollars I don't have. I can't do all that stuff. You know, at first it was going to be the Marianas, then it's Honduras. Where was it before that? I don't know. I can't do that. Right? There were a number um, of places that uh, we can't talk about because there are non-disclosure agreements in place. What? A freedom movement that's secret? What is that going <laughs> to do for us? There, there so, was at least one other island, and... At least one Native American reservation. I think that's the most okay, I can fine. say. Get, yeah, mail that back. Mail those ideas back to 2001 when I was deciding where to move. Okay, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with you on this. I, I think what Mark is doing is great. I just wish he he could do it without feeling the need to criticize what the Free State Project is doing. Yeah, both things can happen simultaneously. Well, actually, actually, I was calling in to criticize some of the Free State Project is doing. But 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 I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> so so the uh, uh, the other thing, the other problem I have with his argument is he's essentially arguing we shouldn't do stuff because the federal government might hurt us. That's that's the reason why we're doing it, right? It's because <laughs> they're hurting people. Yeah, I I agree entirely. I mean, staying in an abusive relationship because you're worried your abusive spouse will escalate from hitting you to killing you 
is no reason to stay in an abusive relationship. That's ultimately what that argument is. Well, you can't leave this abusive relationship because instead of just beating you half to death, they might beat you fully to death. It's like, okay, but look, getting half beaten to death regularly is no way to live anyway. We're, we're doing this independence drive because we're, we're, we're predicting where things will be in 2022 or maybe 2024. We're ex- expecting that they will have deteriorated in the United States between here and there. I hope I'm wrong. And we're expecting uh, additionally that more states will gradually come on board with this idea. We're not even the first. You know, we're the third state that has a, uh, an independence movement that's doing stuff inside the political system. Maybe the fourth, if you count what Vermont was doing 10 years ago. So, uh, you know, I mean, you're absolutely right about things deteriorating. Um, one of the sites I'm allowed to use is Drudge Report. And when you go there each day, it's just a litany of headlines about how bad the U.S. economy is and how much worse it's going to get. And then the talking heads in the federal government going, you know what? No, this this 9% inflation that wiped out your your 4.5% wage increase, that's fine. Sure, you actually lost 5.5% of your wages, but don't even worry about that. We have everything under control. Oh, there's no turkeys this year for Thanksgiving? Have you tried tofu? So, yeah, things are deteriorating you know, rapidly within the United States. Vladimir Bukowski and uh, Natan Sharansky, they didn't, well, they eventually got out. They didn't beat the Soviet Union by running away from it, right? They didn't, they didn't beat the Soviet Union by going to some island. They beat it by going to jail, right? And that's probably what many of us are going to do. I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> but I do, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I think we lost you, though, though, Dave. I mean, Oh, no, I'm here. Okay. Uh, independence, I think, is a great idea. The federal government is abusive. It's tyrannical, and it's been abusive and tyrannical toward Free Talk Live at least since 2015. Now, my question would be, what would you say to people who make those arguments that Mark made that oh, if you, they're going to punish you? If you leave. Yeah, I mean, we that's what they said about the Soviet Union. But then one day there wasn't a Soviet Union. Right. And that is what the same things are playing out here. Right. Uh, the same phenomena are, are under are, are underway in the United States that brought down the Soviet Union. I, I'd be surprised if there is a United States federal government in 20 years. It's possible. but I don't think so. I that sounds agree. wonderful. It's a I, dream. I'm not convinced there's going to be a federal government by 2024. Now, with everything I've seen with the economy and with the apparent aggressive posture from China and Russia, I know that the United States thinks it's tough, and the United States probably could hold its own in a war against China and Russia, but no one on the planet would benefit from such a thing. But I think they know it. Like I think the people that are kind of at the top of this circus know what's going on, and that's why we're seeing... All of this money being printed out. That's why we're seeing all of this inflation. That's why we're seeing, you know, these like final death blows of this empire is because they know I, the writing's all over the walls. So I think the people that are like high up in the government are kind of trying to benefit and cash out as much as they can right now because they know that. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Dave. Uh, thank you for rebutting, Mark. I'm not always, you know, able to do that because he, he does make good points. But some of them, I believe, are just, you know, incorrect, like like that one. But yeah, the, the economic thing is disastrous. I mean, 9% inflation last month versus last year. That's n- almost 10% inflation in 
an increase in prices, if we're measuring it that way, in a single year. That may not seem that bad, but for the United States, that's really bad. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin has launched this investor token worldwide and for the first time it's available on an exchange. And it's an exchange where all you need is an email address so you can actually keep your privacy. It's xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin trade them for Tether, and then buy ITR, the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-Coin.org. And now buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You may be helping the cause of liberty around the world by doing so, so check it out, exmarkets.com. Let's go to the phones we have, Kadu, calling from Connecticut. Kadu, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, first of all, not sure what's going on with Mark's uh, choral uh, play on words there. Uh, second of all, uh, love you both. But uh, thirdly, I just uh, wanted to comment on, on the abortion thing uh, that you were talking about earlier, just kind of more generally. It kind of bothers me how sometimes it gets, the discussion gets kind of muddled, and not to say that uh, you guys were muddling it, but... Um, I feel like you can be, and I consider myself to be pretty, pretty anti-abortion uh, overall. But at the same time, as as a legal issue, I wouldn't want it to be something that like the state would enforce and go around, um, you know, trying to stop and and trying to prevent, especially uh, in a situation. Uh, where I guess the fetus would be kind of on on the younger side. I don't have a specific, uh, I haven't looked into it enough to know specifically, but like I consider myself anti-abortion, but at the same time, um, I don't want it to be like a legal thing. And I think it probably so should be So you think a legal, person should be free to make their own choice, and we, but we should use uh, reason or evidence or whatever to persuade them to make a certain yeah. choice. That's the pro-choice position. Yeah, that's why it's called pro-choice. Yeah, and kind of with the with the drug thing too. And not to say that uh, having an abortion is like like doing drugs or something, but yeah. So, but but it it kind of annoys me in a sense that I would have to be called like pro-abortion, and that's it because I would not consider myself pro-abortion. Well, you wouldn't be. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah, pro, you're, you're pro pro-choice. Choice. Pro-choice is definitely different than pro-abortion. Like, I'm pro-choice, but I would never get an abortion unless it was for, like, medical reasons. And, but, I mean... But the thing is, could I still consider... Sorry to interrupt. Could I still consider myself pro-life, though, then? Because I, I like that, like, term, you know? I, I don't I know honestly about the connotations of pro-life, so I don't know. I think pro-life, like, the pro-life movement has kind of been... Pro-life now is kind of just like anti-choice is basically what the pro-life movement has turned into. 
I guess I just hate like the language like around it in the way it's framed in that sense. But, but I guess, okay. So I would fall on pro choice. You're saying based on how the debate's being framed. Yeah, exactly. But to me, pro choice doesn't seem like a negative thing. Like pro choice isn't pro like baby murder. It's just pro freedom to choose. Yeah. You mentioned the drug thing. I, I, I think I see where you were going with that. Like I don't, support the idea of people using crystal meth but i'm in favor of their freedom to make that choice for themselves yeah i would suggest to them that it's a it's a bad idea and i would attempt to persuade them not to do it but in the end it's their choice to make Exactly. And that's what I would say, uh, you know, and especially when uh, I don't like I got to look a little more into this issue, but especially when like, I mean, if it were to get to the point where like, you know, the uh, the I guess the baby in there is almost like fully grown, I would like definitely consider myself against it. You know, but at the same time, I don't I don't really know that I want even even I'm not sure that I would even want the like some kind of enforcement around that. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, see, my position on that is if you don't have a womb, you shouldn't have any say on the issue of abortion. And I realize this upsets okay. a lot of people. But I mean, if the if the issue at hand is literally incapable of affecting you on a personal level, you can say, oh, well, it hurts my feelings that my girlfriend had an emotion. OK, we're, we're talking about real actual harm here, not hurt feelings. If an issue, whether it's legal or illegal, is incapable of having a direct impact on you or your health, you have no justification whatsoever for weighing in on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I this applies like to me as actually, well. I feel like you might even be a little bit more pro-choice than me, possibly, if it, if it were to be on a spectrum or something. But anyway, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call tonight, Kadu. It's certainly a difficult issue because you know a lot of libertarians want to apply the non-aggression principle to it, but... Look, there's, it's one of these issues where no matter which direction you choose, you're going to be violating the non-aggression yeah. principle. Either the woman's body is hers and she has the right to withdraw consent from this entity that is inside of it, or you can force her to do that against her will, which is a violation of her bodily rights, or you can remove the fetus, which causes its death, regrettably, but that's also a violation of the non-aggression principle. Yeah. So there's no good answer here, and when the issue can't even affect me anyway, I'm just like, I'm out. People people do what you want. But that's generally my position anyway. It's tough. And it gets super muddy, especially how Kadu mentioned towards the end. He was mentioning late-term abortion and how he's kind of like really against that. I mean, it, it gets really muddy there because then it's like, okay, this thing, like it has a heartbeat. It is almost fully grown. If the mother would have had it right then and there. It could survive. I mean, when you get into late-term abortions, it just gets really, really complicated on, like, See, the philosophy the behind it, you know, and the ethics behind it. It's it's really just, even early-term abortion, it's just, it's really, like, tough. And even the women that have to have abortions or choose to have abortions, I mean, it's not an easy decision, so it's it's just really sucks, like, from all directions. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone, you know, being happy about having to no. have an abortion or anything like that. It just seems unrealistic to me. My sister had one, and she, there was no part of it that she enjoyed. It was no, it's a traumatic. experience. 
and it sucks that all of these like pro-life people are and I, I, I get where they're coming from. I do because it's like, you know, babies and, you know, people, you know, babies are cute in their little life. Like, I totally get that. But these women are already making a really, really tough, to, tough choice and to make them feel so awful and to make them feel like they're a murderer and that they don't have rights over their own body and that they don't deserve a freedom to choose. That's really awful. That, so, you know, like they're already going through enough. You don't have to like put salt in their wounds. That's one of the reasons I, I, I'm not a fan of government prohibiting things, but there's a law in the books that evidently prohibits people from protesting outside Planned Parenthoods and having walked people past these protesters. It's not a fun thing to no. do. And it doesn't matter how nice the protesters are trying to be. You're making an already difficult situation for people just that much worse. Even even if you're nice about it, God loves you and we, we'll help you solve this. Look, you're just not helping. They've made their decision by this point. They're literally, they're literally at Planned Parenthood. Their mind is made up. Leave them alone at that point. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. When we get back, socialism hits America officially. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live, and I want to say thank you to Eric Haley, who is tonight's amplifier. That means Eric Haley is a member of our new AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support Free Talk Live. And if you value the show, the ideas of liberty, help us reach a larger audience, get on more radio stations, get, as Mark pointed out, more podca- record podcast downloads. In fact, joining the AMP, AMPS program is the best way to do that. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Eric Haley is a gold level member, which means Eric is giving $10 per month to the AMPS program. It doesn't take that, though. All it takes is $5 per month that gets you in. And it comes with a number of cool little features like an AMP-only chat on the Matrix server, an AMP-only podcast feed, which actually doesn't have the podcast ads looped into it. So if you like that, you might check it out. amps.freetalklive.com. amps.freetalklive.com. Nikki, you brought in a story that's worth talking about, and I hate that we ended up getting distracted by Mark for half an hour because <laughs> it, it's worth talking about. Now, it reminds me of the Biden administration. They floated it early You mean the on. Obama? Yes, the Obama administration. Early on in his presidency, this idea that we could unite the country, or that it wasn't about uniting the country, then it was about giving making young people feel invested in the United States idea as a whole by having them serve either two years in the military or like two years in the Peace Corps or something like that. I don't remember the specifics now because that was like 14 years ago, I think. But now that idea is coming back in a slightly different form. Yep. So this is to save democracy. America needs a mandatory public service program. 
An ambitious program for young Americans could help heal the country's divides. I mean, that's a tall order, but we'll see. <laughs> and also, it's worth mentioning that the photo that they use to kind of promote this is a picture from 1933 of a wheelbarrow brigade of men from the Civilian Conservation Corps working to build a new road in New Jersey. And it just, it's like a black, it looks... Just like some communist, like it does not look, it is not the picture that I would use to promote this project if I wanted it to look like, oh, it's all rainbows and sunshine and this is going to heal the country's divides. This is not what that picture says. And let's just reiterate here that what they're saying is that to save democracy, America needs slave labor. Yeah, mandatory. Yes, and as you point out, we haven't gotten into that in the article yet, but they're not going to pay people for this. No, oh, but they'll have they'll have their own ways of compensation. Oh, don't you worry. Well, to you be won't fair, need money in this new world. The American slaves also did technically get fed and did technically get roofs over their heads. Yep, that didn't stop it from being slavery, though. Polarization in the United States is a well-trodden ground. As the media reminds us every day, the nation has become deeply divided and politically dysfunctional. People in the blue states don't talk to those in the red states or even live in the same reality. Social classes rarely mix. The social, political, and academic tribalism reign supreme. But no one has seriously considered what may be a genuinely transformative solution, a mandatory national service program. I don't know why they would think that this would help. They're (laughs) like, oh, well, we're going to force all of the young adults to work together. And that way they won't be, you know, they'll, you know, we're going to brainwash them to all think the same way. Look, if this didn't didn't work when they were in kindergarten or elementary school (laughs) or middle school or high school or college, it's not going to work when they're out of college. But it's just because they live in different states. That must be why it's because they live in red states. The article goes on to say it's becoming increasingly apparent that something visionary and ambitious will be required for Americans to heal their democracy and transcend their divides. No, no, no. It's easier than that. Just secede. You're not healing this mess. You can't reconcile the differences between your rural Mississippian redneck and your San Francisco liberal. And that's the thing, too. Like, America is a big place. So sometimes we just need to, you know, it's it's okay to be different. We don't all have to be the same. We don't all have to have the same ideas and all want the same things. But the existence of the federal government and a single entity that has to rule over us, it gives people that illusion that we we do all have to kind of want the same things. Yep. And that's kind of what they're trying to fix with this mandatory public service program. Um, so a program of mandatory... Mandatory national service, if designed effectively, would bring together young Americans from across the country and all socioeconomic groups to work on public interest projects and accomplish common goals for the good of the country. They're really insane if they think that, you know, the children of Donald Trump or Joe Biden are going to participate in this thing. They're going to get waivers one way or another. Yeah. You're not bringing the ultra rich into here to to work with the. The guy who grew up on the farm. Well, this is just going to be designed very effectively, so we won't have to worry about that because it's going to be designed so effectively that nobody can get out of it. It'll be the best socialist project we've ever seen. Yeah. 
So, um, I wonder how many people this one will kill. The public service, the public services, a program along these lines could provide. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. The public services. A program along these lines could provide are virtually limitless. They could include tutoring and mentoring, participating in after-school enrichment programs, improving environmental conservation, building public housing, organizing youth networks, providing real-time information during natural disasters, assisting small businesses through outreach to young consumers, construction, rehabilitation, the list goes on. Essentially, participants would provide much-needed public services and in return receive significant benefits, including covered college or trade school tuition and living expenses that would lessen the country's socioeconomic divide. In doing so, they would interact with Americans from other communities, gain life skills, and transform their own futures and that of the country itself. So they're really just, they're trying to make this seem like a good thing but to me, like all I'm hearing is communism, socialism. That's what this is. They're doing a mandatory service thing where they're forcing people to work on these projects. I doubt they'll get Not to pick the projects that they work on. And, oh, you don't have to worry because you're going to go to school for free. And we're going to cover all of your living expenses. So you don't need to worry about food or an apartment. We'll give you some awful rundown apartment and we'll give you little food stipends and you get what you get. It, I, I can't disagree. That's exactly what it sounds like. I, I don't know. You have to be able to pit, the, pit these projects, though, because there are a lot of people who are like, Millionaires who couldn't afford to get their kids out of it, but they want to get their kids up the cushy air conditioned job. And we would certainly see that. This isn't going oh, to erase any socioeconomic divides. If you really think the the rich kids are going to be out there working construction, you've lost your mind and you've never seen yeah. communism in action. And just the fact that it's not a voluntary thing, that it's mandatory, it's just, it, it, I mean, you lost me there. Yeah, you want free college, you got to be a slave for a few years. That, Maybe I don't want to go to college. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to college if I had to be a slave for a few years. Yeah, no. But that just makes it free. And of course, you know, the rich kids don't need the rich kids don't need that free education. They can just have their parents pay for it. Exactly. Oh, and just wait. It gets better. There's a president for similar visionary, transformative and generous programs. The GI Bill passed nearly at the end of World War II that gave millions of Americans returning from war free education and a ticket to the middle class. If the U.S. Congress did it then, it can do it now. I don't know if I want to look for, to World War II <laughs> for examples on how the current government should be legislating. Yeah, no, like food rations, you yeah. know, it just doesn't... And I don't know much about the GI Bill, but... It just doesn't sound good. It doesn't. No. Although some may think this idea is unrealistic, public service programs have been gaining serious attention in Washington in recent years. Oh, I, I really hope that's not the case. And I, I suspect it's just some, some liberal, progressive daydreaming and fantasizing about these things. When we get back, Mark is going to yell at us for a bit. Well, not really yell, but he's going to rant a bit about time change. That's coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show, and my name is Mark Edge. For those of you who are new, and I've been looking at the downloads for Free Talk Live, there are quite a few of you that are new. I am one of the founding hosts of Free Talk Live. After the raid on the studios back on March the 21st, I took over and produced most of the shows that were going on there for a couple of months until we were able to get Ian out. And sometime before he got out, I uh, decided to go out on the road. And what I'm doing is looking for more free places in order to set up a- another studio to see whether or not Free Talk Live can continue to survive outside of the United States where the FBI can't just kick the door in whenever they feel like it. And I've got certainly more to talk about about that coming up in the near future. But today I want to talk about time changes. All of you should have recently experienced this time change, except for uh, some folks in Arizona and it used to be Indiana, but I think it may just be Arizona at this point in the United States. Uh, this seems to be a topic that libertarians love to discuss. The time change. Why? Who these people are that think they can control time? You know, and obviously it's, uh, you know, the, the history of daylight savings is really pretty funny. This has been prescribed from everything for, from, um, it helps the farmers to, it helps the school kids to everything. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, the most over prescribed, uh, solution to a non problem ever. And I'm against daylight saving time generally, but usually when you start talking to people, they like the time in the summer more than they like the time in the winter. And it's the time in the summer, which is daylight saving time, not the time in the winter. Time in the winter is standard time. Now, you would think that they would uh, winter would be daylight saving time because when do we need to save daylight? Of course, during the time that it's darkest. But not so much. Um, in fact, um, you know, they, they peel off an hour in the ba- bottom, put it on the top, and you know that kind of thing back in the summertime, but not in the winter. So the question is, is would we go and get rid of daylight saving time in uh, the, the summer, which is the time that people like, or would we just move everybody over one time zone effectively um, because when the eastern in eastern time which you know this is what i'm in currently um eastern time we uh you know we're on eastern time for five months out of the year and then effectively we're on atlantic time the time that nova Scotia's on for the other half of the year and and it's actually seven months so more of the year is spent on atlantic time than than um on eastern time but if you stop doing daylight saving time where you are which is likely not Washington, D.C. or New York City or these big gravitational Jupiters of the world, um, then there's still problems. So, for instance, when I was producing the show from the U.S. Marianas, uh, Saipan, I half the year I'm getting up and doing the show. I wasn't there a full year, but um, I was doing the show from one time at 10 a.m. And then when the time zone switched in Eastern, of course, the radio time zones switched too, and bang, I've got to do it at 9 a.m. So it's kind of this problem that perpetuates itself. We've been doing this daylight saving time for close to a century now, uh, a little over, and it's, it's really not that great of an idea, but it kind of has to stop all around in order for it to be effective. The next question I would have is, is, is it fair, right, just, good, logical, and acceptable to just move your um, city wherever it might be to... Uh, the time zone that you prefer. And 
I'm not so sure it is. So, for instance, I've pulled up the time and date here for Keene, New Hampshire, which is where the show's produced. I'm not currently there, but um, I can tell you, you know, I'm uh, when the sun's at the apogee. Uh, by looking around. So the sun is at its apogee in Keene, New Hampshire on June the 21st, which I'm going to presume is the uh, summer solstice um, on standard time, not, uh, not daylight time. So if we hadn't sprung forward, the sun's at its apogee at 11:51 AM. So that what that means is, is that basically Eastern time is Eastern time when the sun's at its apogee at noon. And so presumably you're pretty close at nine minutes. Moving New Hampshire, Keene, New Hampshire in this case, over to Atlantic time would make the sun at its apogee at 10.51 a.m. on the uh, summer solstice. That doesn't make much sense. By the way, I did check the winter solstice. It was three or four minutes off from there. So still, Keene, New Hampshire appears to be pretty squarely in Eastern time. And just because people like the uh, extra time in the afternoon, is that a good reason to say, let's do Atlantic time instead? I like it better. And I do like it better. And I'm sure lots of people like it better. And I get it. I um, I have to say that, uh, you know, certainly I'm on board with getting rid of Eastern, uh, getting rid of the uh, daylight saving time, but I'm not get on board with switching over because it doesn't make much sense to me. And for me, the solutions are all about what you can do in your life. This is what I've always cared about. What can you do in your life to have more sunlight? Because that's what people seem to want. They want that sunlight in the evening. Well, here's the answer. Get up an hour earlier. Well, that sucks, doesn't it? But no, it's, I mean, we are diurnal creatures. We didn't have, uh, we didn't, we evolved on the, the savanna without uh, blackout shades and, um, you know, uh, opaque roofs and all these things. You didn't sleep till 11 o'clock in the morning um, when you're out there hunting and gathering. <laughs> you just couldn't. So we're designed to get that sunlight in our eyes from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. is this supposedly special blue light sunlight that sets your circadian rhythm up correctly and you need to be out exercising or at least outside from um, for a half an hour from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. And I think this is good advice and I think we should all do that. And I try to every day. But you can empower yourself when it comes to time by getting up a bit earlier. And that's what I um, that's my solution for you. So I say get rid of daylight saving time. Everybody should, we should just be against this, but this notion of moving time zones, not so much. Now I do have a radical theory that, um, I'm willing to purport here because, uh, well, this is the place for radical theories. <laughs> Here's my radical theory. My radical theory is, is that we shouldn't have 24 time zones. Let's imagine for a second that we had, cause I'm willing to be flexible. I could see noon being, um, you know, uh, my my whole thing here is the, sort of the Randian noon is noon, but obviously if you have a time zone, Keene, New Hampshire is ten minutes off of noon. So you know how far are you willing to be flexible? And I'd say that it, I could be flexible from eleven a.m. to one p.m. That sounds fine, or thirteen o'clock if you want to do it uh, that way, military time, thirteen hundred. So. I think that that would be acceptable. What if we eliminated half of the time zones because time zones are a problem? 
Now, I know it doesn't affect everybody in their work, but the people that it does affect, it can be difficult. I'm currently in uh, Central Time, and the show's being done in Eastern Time. And, of course, you know, Eastern Time is sort of, uh, you know, this important time zone like Greenwich Mean. And, you know, there's time zones that are more important because more people are in them and ones that are less important because there are fewer people in them. Uh, if you look at mountain time, for instance, it's only North America and only North America in it. There's no South America in mountain time. There may be some like tiny little islands down there, but not much. Um, so, you know, it's not as important as Eastern time, which just runs from like New York City down to, you know, Santiago and, you know, so many important uh, cities in between. And if we were to bring them together. So I say merge Eastern and central time, merge mountain and Pacific merge all these times. And then we only have 12 time zones. So you only have to figure it out. Um, you know, half as often because Dallas and, uh, Washington DC are on the same time zone. Well, that's obviously positive. And maybe this might be even more radical if you were willing to accept an, a wider swath, so say from 10.30 a.m. is noon to 1.30 p.m. or 13.30 um, is noon, then you could get rid of uh, two-thirds of the time zones. So 24 is a lovely number that uh, divides uh, delightfully into so many numbers. And so instead of 12 time zones, you have eight now that would make things a lot easier to get by. So imagine a world with only eight time zones and with just, uh, with, with no time changing, I think we'd all be able to get along better. Time would be far less confusing and, um, people would, you know, they'd have to adjust. I mean, you know, maybe some businesses out on the, towards the West would open a little, uh, later and close a little earlier, excuse me, um, and close a little later and ones would open, um, to the Eastern perhaps, uh, maybe I've got that wrong switch, um, would open a little, um, earlier and close a little earlier. Uh, you know, maybe there would be some, you know, schools may have to do these sorts of things but schools don't seem to have a problem with sending kids to school in the dark and up north people are driving home in the dark this is my humble suggestion uh, thanks for listening to free talk live you can check us out at freetalklive.com that is freetalklive.com and you can chat with us in the meantime on our chat server at chat.freetalklive.com